Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And we're covering it, guys. The hour-long special, the first chapter, whatever the hell you want to call it, we're doing it. What a day, man. What a day. It's been emotional, a roller coaster. The fact that we just went through all of our workday not knowing when this thing was going to actually be posted to Crunchyroll or Hulu. You at one point came up, you lost hope. You lost faith. <laughs> I you did came not. up to me and you said, dude, it might not even be coming out till tomorrow. Who even knows what's going on? Yeah, I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared, man. There was a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I mean the one person that I saw say, I don't believe in Crunchyroll. I feel like they're not going to get this out. <laughs> There's a lot of people not believing in them. Well, I stayed faithful. We've been having so much fun on our social media, at Ronnie and Chad. We've just been documenting the whole day. It's just been 24 hours, pretty much, of Attack on Titan, and we're still not done yet. We're still going. Because we don't know how long it's going to take to record this. I think we decided we're going to do it in two episodes, because the two chapters. Right. So we'll uh, record chapter one and put that out, and then chapter two will probably come out next day. I would get maybe yeah. the day after. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shit in my notes right here, so hopefully I get through it good. Hopefully my notes aren't bad. But Overall yeah. thoughts. Overall thoughts is... And I'm, I'm even fine, because everyone who's listening to this, they'll still have seen both chapters, so go ahead. Overall thoughts on both chapters. Okay, my, inici- my initial thought, not even story or anything, the animation was incredible. Yep. And the that music, was, the music and animation, was the biggest difference I saw from even the last part, which I thought was really good too. Is it just seemed like a film? Yeah, there would be plenty of times mm, we talk about it, but yeah, you're right. Film quality all over. And by talk about it, I just mean certain moments where I put in my notes, mm-hmm. like where it just caught my eye. Um, and I'll just go from story standpoint. I thought. Attack on Titan does such a good job of, like, every time a season starts, I feel like we're just at a point where I don't even, I can't theorize that much. Like, especially coming into this one, it's like, all right, everything's just going to shit. What could they possibly do? And I thought they did enough to add, like, some twist that was, like, made it feel old school Attack on Titan and that there was something more happening than just utter chaos. It did. It did. Even from the start. The first five minutes, which is utter chaos, right? Still a lot more going oh on. Oh my god, the perfect five minutes is really what it was because it just it added that other layer of like, Aaron, what is his deal? What is going on? And I don't know. Let's just get right into Let's it. Let's hop in. All right, the initial scene, okay, and this is we're taking it back to day one. We get Mikasa saying. I'll see you later, Aaron, as she grabs his face in like a very kind of romantic slash loving, just caring way. Um, we didn't get that in the first episode, though. That was kind of like a... Uh, extra? It seemed like or, just an extra little thing, right? Yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw, like, that first scene in the first episode is just the kind of scene where you're like, well, we're coming back to this at some point, and the fact that we're going to tie up the knot, and we came back, I was immediately, like, just a mess. I was like, oh my god, here we are. Yeah, it's the pilot episode. He wakes up, he's under the tree, that darn beautiful tree, which, by the way, the coordinate looks like the tree, too, kind okay. of. And he talks about waking up from a really long dream, and then he goes, no, memories. 
Okay, well, memories is what we know it to be. And if you remember the first episode, I'm pretty sure Hannes was dying in the first episode. Um, in those memories, you see him getting eaten. Oh, okay. By, yeah. So all the way back to episode one, there's memories of way into the future. And yeah, she's collecting firewood and asks him, why are you if, crying? If only the Hannes death was all we had to worry about. I know. <laughs> My God. And just think about him crying right here. So that's what I want to ask you. How is we have 10 year old Aaron crying. Mm-hmm. So he, I'm guessing he sees a lot of the future. Maybe that's like Ymir. I don't, it like, it doesn't even, he has no clue what he saw. I think it's just a, it's an adrenaline shot of emotions that like. It's almost like a premonition. Yeah. It would be like if you're, you know, the people say your life flashes before your eyes. Like you can't actually obviously sit down and be like, oh, well this part of my life happened. This part of my life happened. But it would just be such a, such an emotion shock that you yeah. would just have to start tearing up exactly like he did and just be as confused as he was when he came out of it. So it's literally titled To You 2,000 Years in the Future. Is that Ymir's way of calling out to him is by sending the memories to him to guide. See, but he's guiding himself as we see, but is she guiding him to guide himself? Like It's just such a mind fuck. Yeah, the whole Ymir dude, that bitch just got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And then that's when we get the sign, Chapter One, the rumbling, and that's when I realize we're not under the tree anymore. <laughs> no, we're way far away from the tree. Because I thought, who? I was like, oh, Fezes, who are these little yes. kids? Halil and Ramsey, two little boys. Um, Instantly, we see one of them's a very familiar face. Literally, last episode, we were introduced to him. I don't even think they said his name last episode. Yeah, matter of fact, I don't think they did at all, because I'd never heard Romsey before. But they're counting coins, Ronnie. Dude, they got a nice little stash they here. They do. They got a good stack. And what are they trying to do? They're just pu- trying to buy a good present. Some good toys. They're just trying to little pie a good, a good present like a pie. Yeah. Just a pie, you know? No, they're not trying to get... Pre- they're trying to seemingly move their entire village out of tents, which it seems like yeah. seems like a lofty goal for two children, especially since it seems like one of them is doing all the work and the other one yeah. is just kind of like his his partner in crime to And he doesn't even have a hand. Like that's the we we see here that if he keeps doing this, he'll also lose his left hand. So that just means he got caught stealing. We've heard this in other countries before. When you do shit like this, you get your hand chopped off. Yep. We don't see that in America that often. I'm sure it happens, but... <laughs> really? You got it happening? I mean, I'm sure it's happened before. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, but I like how you're like, yeah, you go to the right parts of Gotham City and <laughs> they're just chopping off hands. But they mention the grandpa, talk about the grandpa getting sad or angry that he keeps doing this. But he's doing it because... They live in tents, and during the winter, a lot of them are going to die because they're literally just refugees, just thrown out, basically thrown out on a plot of land and, and handed some tents. Yeah, so I guess this, we're supposed to understand that this is like, this is like mountains above the city of, you know, wherever they're all located. Is that kind of what you gathered? Yeah, it's kind of like the non-civilized area. They literally just gave them sticks and stuff and, like, go live out there. They're just, like, clearly off the shore, but then later they're going to say something about how, like, uh, all the Marleans 
fled without telling them. And you just kind of wonder, like, like, I don't know how they got around. Or if they fled at all, or they just weren't fast enough and they're all just stomped, which is right. also a possibility. So, yeah, right as they mention, um, you know, this kid, though, he's basically on, like, a suicide mission. He even tells Halil, he's like, yeah, I don't care if I get my other hand chopped off. He's like, you just got to make sure, no matter what happens, you just get the money to the family. So he's, I mean, this kid, I think Aaron sees himself a little bit in this kid, and that's kind of why he even goes on what we see later on, his little sad boy phase. <laughs> but, but uh, what? It's the sad boy phase to end all sad boy phases. Dude, it, oh my God. So, all of a sudden, though, right when they sit, talk about that, the ground starts shaking. Okay, This is when you know it's not going to be good. Ugh. People running, birds flying. When you get a whole flock of birds flying like that, it doesn't matter what's happening. Oh, you know, they're not in any. They are not in the V formation. This is not no. a fly south. This is a fleeing. Yes. Um, and we see all the colossals coming. I'm guessing this is literally right after the end of last episode mm-hmm. when they get on shore. And we go back, flashback time. We got Aaron and Marley. His first time in Marley. He's walking through the city. And we saw him last episode walking through the city. He stayed behind everyone. Yes, he needs a freaking chaperone. Oh, he does. He needs a friend. Don't let this guy who's already so sad and like doesn't get joy from dipping his feet in uh in water barefoot. Like you can't let that guy just wander around the city by yeah, himself. Yeah. Remember he was like Meeks to try to give him ice cream and he's like, Might I've seen this in my dad's <laughs> memories. <laughs> I tried that once in my dad's memories. It wasn't that great. He's just a sad boy. But he's walking through Marley. He's thinking about all the people that are going to die. And then he says, no, they're not going to die. I'm going to kill them. And he says, I imagine we never found a way for Paradise Island to survive. This, That line right there is the most interesting line of everything he says to me right now. Because what that means is that he's... To me, what it sounds like it's meaning is he's saying that his future self never found a way, and that's why he's doing I'll, what he's doing. I'll do you one further almost, that now okay. that I'm thinking about it, do you know you're better at this stuff than I am? How long from the time that they are here Thank now you. that I'm very does good. he come back? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're here now. Mm-hmm. Like, he comes back relatively quickly, right? It's, I mean, how many years? What do you mean between? he comes back? They're in Marley now. Right. They all go back, and then he, he sneaks back over. Uh, You mean he sneaks into the war camp and then cuts his own leg off, right? That's but, where he... But that's after he comes back, right? He doesn't... No. He's already... So So the, the whole timeline is he talked to Yelena, got this plan, then he went to Marley with his crew... But remember in Marley, they go to like that, that meeting to help Paradise Island or to help Eldians. But the meeting was basically like, yeah, we're still going to kill everybody on Paradise. So then he sneaks off. He's like, fuck this. That's when he meets up with Zeke. He goes and cuts his arm, his leg off. Um, and then he meets up with Zeke. Okay. So, yeah. So, so the whole, the whole him and, so then him my, Flock and Yelena was all before he got in. Okay. Line. So then my point s- stands even more so. Because he, what is the line again? Give me the line one more time. Sorry. Um, 
I imagine we never found a way for Paradise Island to survive. He's lost in his memories. He's in the oh, present, yeah. and this is like this is like young Aaron thinking that he's seeing future oh. memories. We're never gonna. He's already here. There is no. There is no. Oh, I guess we're never going to. They already haven't. But he's like so wrapped up in the past. He doesn't oh, know. Oh, God, you're so right. What's present, what's future, what's past. What's past because he has all of them. He's got all of them. He's just That's a, like. Dude, that is such a good point. <laughs> it's a flat circle. Like, it's over. He's already here. Like, dude, think about that, too. Him manipulating his dad happened at, at a certain point that he might have even thought it happened years before. Yep. But it did already happen. <laughs> hmm Okay. That's mind fuckery right there. I know, I know, but when but he's still I also because that's why I put right here multiple timelines. I know there's not because it's a one fixed thing, but it's like is he talking to himself, being like, "Oh well, I've already, I must have already tried several times in the future." Mm-hmm. But this is the this is the one thing I landed on. Is yep. that what he's thinking, or is he just lost in his memories? Guess we'll never know. But. One thing I do know is he walks by a family of what looks to be three, a father, a mother, and a very young children. They have, I believe I counted nine loaves of bread. Yeah, they did. They are not eating all that bread. There's just no way. She's pregnant. She needs fuel. I, okay, I'll give her, she might be able Feeding to eat, for two. you know, one half herself. But this isn't, the way they're living they can't keep bread not no. stale for that long. It's going to go stale pretty quick. There's no reason to buy that much. But dude, that, so he's trusting his future self a lot here, though. Think about every time he says, keep moving forward. It's literally because he, do, he all he knows is that, it's like you said, he's mixed. He's just fucked in his own head. He's like, I just got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep, and eventually I get to the end. Oh, dude, it's so depressing. <laughs> There's a few things in this episode that might make our... Uh, our adopted slogan of keep moving forward obsolete. We might not want to do that anymore. <laughs> I still like it. It's very I'm very dedicated, so but yeah, like you said though, he sees the pregnant lady and it instantly makes him think of his mom. And that right there made me think Aaron has not mentioned what his mom would actually think no. until now. This is the first time he said, What would mom think of like who I've become pretty much? And that's just I'm sure she would not like who he's become. What is your thoughts on that? Well, at this point, he hasn't attacked Marley. I was going to say, what is the really the craziest thing that he would? What has he done so far that his mom would be like? Nah, I hate well, that. Well, that's his point, though. He's like he knows he's already destroyed most of the world according to his own memories. So I guess he's talking about the future. Yeah, yeah. But in like present time. Um, but yeah, at this point, he hasn't really done anything that bad right other than just like his uh his sad boy attitude yeah which i guess that's what i, I, I would argue that everything up to this point like he's had to do to to survive and he's just fighting on his side of the war if that makes sense you don't think what he's about to do though is what he's had to do well that's where i think he really really steps over the line yeah so Asking mommy what she would think about mass genocide. Um, he even considers that Eldians should be the ones to die, and he thinks of Frida and her speech. This is even even more interesting to me. The fact that Aaron, mad boy Aaron, okay, we've got a lot of different phases of Aaron. The Aaron that technically has not been to his father's memories yet with Zeke is considering not doing this. 
So he he actually did consider. I mean, because the Aaron we know, you're like, oh, he never once even considered not doing this. No, he actually did consider it. Right. Um. But yeah, he talks about the death toll on the island being way less than the rest of the world. Um. But he just cannot accept an ending like that as he gets that mad face in him, and that's the Aaron that we know. Yikes. I... Too depressing. <laughs> it's just... Oh, yeah, he says something about leaving the island up to chance. So what he's saying is like, yeah, there could be a chance that we you know, survive after I die. I've right. only got a few years left. He's like, but why would I do that if I can make sure? If, yeah, if I... Good Lord. So, if you want something done right, you do it yourself. Yeah. God, and there, there's been so many times in this show where he's had the opportunity to either trust his comrades or himself, and his comrades have, like, mm-hmm. failed, and he's watched them die. So he, now he's like, you know what, I'm putting it all on my own shoulders. Yeah, that, Just, I mean, that's such good character development storytelling. Think of Levi Squad. What yeah. happened there? It happened, like, <laughs> three times in a row. <laughs> 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 Where the first the first group was like, oh, trust us, trust us, and they died. And the next group was like, well, that group they didn't. Yeah. You trust us. That was the first stomping he saw. Just Annie, just giving a good old curb stomp to Petra against the oh, tree. Oh God! Now we're gonna we're about to see a lot more stomps. I'm gonna crack a lot tonight. My I, voice, dude. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. I need some water though. That one's not very. Tastes kind of weird. You care if I grab some real quick? Sure. Okay. I see where I'm at in the notes. We then see him look down a dark alley as he sees Romsey getting his ass kicked. He sees a real fair fight. Very fair fight. A bunch of 40-year-old men just beating up on a 10-year-old. I guess he does have both hands right here. That is in, yeah, because his hand, Uh, he does have both hands. I'm assuming he kept doing this and eventually got one of them cut off before later on. Okay. Because it has been like multiple months since this point. So I'm assuming at some point. Yeah, anyone can lose a hand in a couple months. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've always said that. But yeah, he thinks back to his memories and he's like, I think in the future I probably saved this kid. This is all. So, I mean, these guys, what scumbags, they're like, he deserves it. All right. He deserves it. What could a kid do to have three grown men triangle around him and like repeatedly knee him in the stomach? It's it's pretty. <laughs> At what point? I can totally see this. Like Marlians are already pretty. I'm assuming most of them are already pretty racist to Eldians. You get in a refugee from another country that tries stealing from you. Right. I can see how these people would be assholes about it. And what do they do? They kick his ass. A little 10-year-old kid. So tell me, what's your theory here, right? Because he says, most likely I saved this kid. But then he doesn't because he, like, walks away. But then he does. Is it Dude. is it as simple as he just walked away and came turned right back around and kicked their ass? Or He can't resist it. It's just... This is Aaron, like perfectly personified Aaron. He sees somebody getting their freedom taken away from him, and it just pisses him off because it's not what he does in the future or anything like that. It's just in that moment. It's just a bunch of racist dudes. And he's like, God, he like thinks of himself and instantly saves the kid, even though he's going to kill the kid later. I mean, I understand why they showed it this way, but I also think it would have been really fun to see just Aaron do hand-to-hand combat. Can 
Like, we know that he knows all the moves and stuff because that's how he fights the Titan, but we haven't seen, like, him actually do it since, like, fighting I know. Annie back in season one. That is true. I wish we did case. see that. Or if he picked up, like, a crowbar and just, just Yeah, just to see him, in. like, use all the different methods he's learned as, like, a Titan fighting in just real life, taking on three guys with, you know, no swords or ODM gear. And I can tell you, too, like, three dudes that are willing to beat up a 10-year-old kid normally cannot fight a normal person. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he saves the kid anyways, and then he says, it appears the future doesn't change. So, has he had these moments, like Sasha dying? Was that one mm. of those moments where he was like, fuck, the future doesn't change, she dies anyways? That's that's what I think it is, because he's got that same angry face on the okay. the blimp when she dies. And he does that laugh, that maniacal laugh. Yeah, this show is so great for just like rewatching because you can just play forever this game. When does he start realize what's going on? Obviously, there's the big moment when he kisses Historia's hand in the throne room or whatever you want to call it. How many of those moments does he keep getting of Hannes dying, Sasha dying? Before he just keeps trying to outrun his future, but realizes that it's inevitable. Right. God. And then he's like, because he literally says, "Some sometime in the future, I'm going to kill these people. He doesn't even know when. <laughs> he just knows the timeline is, is there in front of him. Then he says, I'm the same as you, Reiner. A half-ass piece of shit. The same line Reiner uses when he outs himself being the armor titan. And then he says, no, I'm worse. And I would argue that he definitely is worse. <laughs> and then he starts crying and says, I'm sorry to the kid that can't even understand him. This kid is the real MVP. Yeah, you brought up the fact <laughs> that he can't even understand him, which is funny. This has got to be one of the... I got good news for this kid. It, well, he's getting ready to... He's talking to that, a which, god. Which is a shame. I was getting ready to say, <laughs> this is... He will never have a more awkward moment than this. A grown man just like speaking to him in another language, just absolutely boohooing while grasping his shoulders. Um, but he doesn't have to wait that long either. Before, yeah, he could have. But my point worse. is, he could have lived ninety more years, and this would have been the top. Think about it too. This kid just got his ass beat. This guy saved him. He's probably like so grateful. Like, oh, he oh, was this is the nicest guy ever. And then this guy just starts bawling, crying. Did, he got his ass beat, and when he's walking with Aaron, his face is like the same as a kid when they go to their first baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's even got the bruised up face from the baseball, which I don't even remember him having the bruised up face in the last episode, which is weird that he didn't. Like His face is all like bloody, and then we, we the last episode when they're dancing in the tent, he doesn't even have a bloody face. Okay. If, if I'm not mistaken, maybe he did, and it might have been the other kid. You know, because the two kids, I don't know. No, yeah, that's where I'm trying. I don't know the timeline as good, but I... Because I thought Aaron crying to him is right when, right before they dance in the tent and stuff, right? And drink. How did they meet up with the, that family, or like that whole family? That's like, what, what I'm saying. Didn't, because remember Mikasa like walked up on Aaron and that's when he says, what am I to you? And then that's when the the kid was running away when she walked up. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Okay. That's where we're at, right? Yeah, Timeline yeah. No, you're right, you're right. But so what's your take on him? Aaron has not talked to literally anyone about his inner feelings this entire, pretty much the entire show, but especially since he kissed Historia's hand. 
What are your thoughts on him doing it literally to a kid that can't even understand him? I mean, this is also good. It's just like his first, he was just going to give him a sliver, a little slice of the pie. But then once those water gates came down, it was just a flood and everything, everything he says is so good because it's all summed up in just, I couldn't wait to get outside of these walls to see the beauty that was out here and all he realized was, wow, everywhere I turn, it's just a cruel world. <laughs> yeah, Roddy, bringing the cruel <laughs> world. I mean, that's what it is. And it's, it's just like, full of people, not only people, but people that hate his race. Yeah. He's like, I thought I thought we were cattle inside of a wall, and here I am across the sea, <sighs> and this little kid's just trying to get his family out of a tent, and he's getting beat the shit out of by three grown men. It's, you have to, when somebody is doing something as diabolical as killing everybody on the planet, you have to have this moment right here to make it just get to the heart because like if he was just killing everybody and we had no characterization and no like little Romsey trying to help his family we wouldn't really care if these evil people are dying yep but this just absolutely humanizes the rest of the world we then switch from the present we, we then switch from the, the past to the present how's it going what how's it how are we doing in the present <laughs> it's not very good it's not very good right <laughs> All the all the people with the fezes on, they're all running. They're all running and crying. Colossals are everywhere. Marleyans apparently have evacuated without telling them, like you said. And, I mean, that's not very I nice. Was, I mean, to be fair, what were they going to say? Uh, yeah. Even if, <laughs> even if they did say something, there's no helping them anyways. What would you have wanted them to tell you? His little... Is this his little brother? I guess it doesn't matter. His little friend, his little brother. Halil? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is his little brother? I think they're brothers. Little kid's crying to him, asking him if they're going to get crushed. Hate to break it to you, buddy, but you just spoiled yourself. (laughs) We've got a beautiful moonlight of him crying to Ramsey, though. We we switch from... Is it a bad bad time to talk about how maybe Ramsey's parents suck? Well, does he have parents or just grandparents? Is it it a bad time to say that uh, Ramsey's grandparents may suck? (laughs) No, it's not a bad time. I mean, why is why are they not keeping up with their kid who's going down to the city to pickpocket uh, people to try and move them out? He, he's trying to move an entire village out of tents at nine years old, and then <laughs> as they're facing death, uh, the kid's like, are we going to die? And instead of an adult being like, having to break the news to him, his brother's like, no, we got to keep, we got to keep fighting. We got to keep believing. I think it's because Gramps is literally drinking alcohol at the moment. Okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, we keep switching from present to Aaron in Romsey's talk conversation, which is just so fucking amazing the way it's done. And he says, The reality of the world outside the walls is different than what I imagined it. It was different than Armin's book. When I learned humanity was alive outside the walls, I was disappointed. Dude, this is right here. Just watching this scene for some reason, seeing him cry like this and the words he's saying just brought this creepy. It just made everything else so much more haunting. Well, I think it just goes back to what I said, like, except on a uh, I guess he never thought that they were just people. He already had made his mind up on humankind to as a whole. He knew as in the, his head, no yeah. matter where they went, they were all 
he just didn't like people. They were all, it, most of them, evil. So he was hoping Outside the Walls was just exactly what Armin's book said, just these wide-open, magical lands that were free of... Oh, and his dream is literally to go with Armin to those places. Like, they're going to get outside the walls, freedom. Armin's going to be able to see all these places, and then this is what he comes to. So we see this, and Aaron says, I wanted this. I wanted to wipe everything away. As we see Halil get hit by a piece of debris. Oh, and it was such a... God. His head is smashed in. Slow motion, dude, that boulder. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny, but it... It's not funny, but I just... I laugh at uh, past Ronnie watching for 10 seconds as that boulder hurled towards that little fez-wearing child. (laughs) Not only that, but at the same time, sucks even more, the money had fallen. Okay, they went back for the money. <laughs> I hate to break it to y'all, but the money doesn't mean anything at this point. Okay, no. I know money buys a lot of things, but it's not gonna buy a new head. And that I don't know. Whoa, what Chad. Us. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, this kid's head gets crushed in. Ramsey's leg is crushed, so he can't move. He's just stuck staring at his brother's bashed-in skull as he gets stomped on. And I'll say it. I'll say it again. By the way. Bad adult supervision. Well, I mean, what's the adult going to do in this well, spot they, right here? Nothing, but why were they the only two people on a street yeah. of, in the middle of a city or whatever oh they were at? God. And then we see Ymir in the kid's eyeball, the reflection. She's like watching this happen. And it, uh, I don't know what to make of that, really. I think... She's just there too. Dude, I'm just go going down. I'm going for this whole like based off what we've seen with Aaron, I am just all in on Ymir is the cause of all this. She's a crazy lady who spent five million trillion years in the paths building, you know, one colossal that it takes her twenty seven years to build and it's taking two point three seconds back on Earth and she's just a sour woman now she's got Aaron in her grasp and she's just working through him but why that makes sense but kind of but Aaron's the same way right are they both just do they both just want freedom so damn bad that they've collided and this whole entire moment's happened well because Aaron I, I mean Aaron's literally the very first episode he talks about being cattle in a cave like behind those walls we see him right here. He just wanted to get outside of those damn walls, and then this madness happens. I don't. I do like. I do kind of like your theory though, because later on, when we see him and her standing next to each other, in the sunken in eye or the no eyes, showing the no eyes, dude, it's just so damn depressing. Is this the most important characterization of Aaron right here? Think about how like we have not gotten in his head like this in so long. No, it's been a long time, and that's why I feel like that's why I'm trying to explain it. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and explain it away as, like, he's just in this thing that he can't get out of because I don't believe that he wants to do this, but also screw him because he's doing it at a certain point. You got. (laughs) But that's what he just said. He said, I wanted this. I wanted to wipe him all away. I agree with you. He didn't want to. He doesn't want to, but he's, he's doing it because it's... That's just his nature. He's such a mad psychopath that he just has to do it. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. 
And then the Colossals keep rumbling. We see them absolutely tear through Liberio. Just devastation. Zeke's grandparents are locked up because of Zeke turning on Marley. And honestly, I don't feel that bad about this one. That was such an awesome little touch that they threw in there for, you know, people who were actually like paying attention. Yep. And uh, we never saw him get thrown in there. What they're just in there, and you're like, wait, what are his his grandparents? Are? And then you go, oh well, yeah, because Zeke freaking turns. Well, armbands don't mean jack shit now. Um, well, the armbands do. I mean, because the armbands help promote your family. And, and if you betray the armband, well, damn, it's going to demote your family, too. Yeah. Grandpa Jaeger, I don't feel that bad about him getting stomped on. Maybe the mom, the grandma, she seemed all right. But at the end of the day, that's what happens. Yeah. But right before they die, though, grandma mentions Judgment Day to the grandpa. She's like, yeah, I think this is what we deserve <laughs> after uh, letting our little daughter get eaten by dogs. Yeah. People burning alive, though. Absolute chaos. Panic. And... Dr. Genocidal Galapagos. We get a full view of this MFR. We go from behind, and boy, oh boy, does this guy, Granddaddy Longleg, yep. have some cake on him. And by cake, I mean no ass whatsoever. Yeah, it definitely skipped leg day. Somehow the front of his body can just hover. I, I don't really understand. I don't understand the aerodynamics of all this um <laughs> he's massive though his legs are literally like seven times longer than the size of a colossal titan he's... i think it's hilarious that someone like at some point was like all right we gotta we gotta draw this creature what does he look like and then they they drew him and they looked at it and they went yep that makes sense <laughs> no i'd like to think that was the first creature that was drawn before the story was even written, the first thing they did was draw him. And then they're like, all right, let's make a story around <laughs> they this. They go, all right, well, let's work around that. Yeah. Uh, I also just wanted to mention, because he got got, and I really liked it, was uh, Sir Wilford Buckley Charleston on his uh, his buggy. He really, then he's running people over on. I'm oh, glad yeah. that the... Uh, <laughs> he was. The, I'm glad the pedestrians really put a stop to that. Yeah, yeah, they tried to steal his car. Um, and then Halo's. No, 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 not his car. His buggy, you're right, sorry. If you can't if you can't drive faster than most people around you are running, you're not in a car. What you are in is a buggy. Yeah. And then we get Halos too, that, that statue. And uh where is your Halos now? That's what somebody said. I think you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me your line. And so we get Aaron saying, From the moment I was born, there was a stifling wall in front of me. Fiery water, lands of ice. Sandy Snowfields, the people who witnessed those things were the ones who obtained the greatest freedom in the world. This is freedom. As he says that as a young boy, that transition was insane. And he says, we finally arrived at this view, haven't we, Armin? And we see young Aaron looking up to Armin. Like he's calling out to him, I think. that. And by the way, quote of the week. That is so depressingly dark. Thank it, you. We do only do this podcast weekly, so thank you for saying Sorry, quote of the day. Quote. No, it's quote of the week. You were right. If it's quote of the week, I'm doing two quote of the weeks. So that's how it goes. It just makes it him transitioning into a 10-year-old child saying this. It just shows how childish he really is and how he's still in the mindset of himself as a 10-year-old, I think. Is that what it's trying to relate here? I like that. 
the other things that I want to uh, speak out loud and think about, because I've only watched this episode twice, and I don't know if it's a figurative thing or what, but Aaron is already dead. He's in this... Everyone else that we're going to see in these clouds, uh, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, is dead. Armin's in there for a brief second, but as soon as Aaron turns around, it's just like the it's the pass, the coordinate, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what I'm trying to go here, but it's still back with my Ymir thing. Like he's just well, I like what. Either way, his soul is already dead. Mm -hmm. What he? Yeah, especially that young one. My God, dude! Especially that little kid that you said. Yeah, that's a that is a perfect point. If the little kid is the one here, because we see he's a little kid later on in the past too, where is where is normal Aaron at? If if it's only oh, yeah. the little kid we see, I don't know. Just think but, when we see the little kid when he's in the clouds or whatever, he's oh rosy cheeked and bright eyed, and when we see him in the coordinates, he's an eyeless corpse of a person. That's and I came up with a little bit of a name for him. What's his name? As a child, which one? I think his child Aaron. Okay, I kind of mixed him and his normal self now. Um, I don't know if I like this name or not. Should okay. I should I bring it out later? Or? Try it out. It's probably not very good, but okay. Well, don't do it yet. Okay. Okay, now do it. Cadaverous child Chadron. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything you, good. You came up. That's what you came up with. You came. Let me see if I can get it right. You said that. <laughs> let me remind everyone what you said. You prefaced it by saying, I kind of took young Aaron and then I kind of mixed it with, with who he is now. So, what was the first word? Cadaverous. Cadaverous. It's an awesome word. What was the second word? Child. <laughs> Cadaverous child. And I believe the last word I remembered. Chadron? <laughs> CCC? Triple C, baby. Cadaverous child Chadron. Yeah. When you read that, when you thought of that, exactly what are the connections that you made that you were like, yeah, this is like child Aaron, but also like what he is now. He's Well, Chadron, you know. He's That's this... your name, Chad. Well, he's, no, because <laughs> they call him Chadron when he's got what his am I supposed to, What am I supposed to make of the fact that, that you were naming this after you? I didn't even, dude. I forgot my name's even Chad. I was going off what they call him, Chadron, when he's got his abs out. Anyways, who the little kid? No, the old one. That's why I said I mixed them. I mixed Ab Aaron with his jacket on with the child Aaron that's at play right here. Can you can you just admit though? I think I said this before. By the way, when we first watched that, that was the first thing that brought me to tears for some reason. I you did you snuck that one by me. That was it. Was just so so well done and so creepy and ominous. What and was the moment? What was the exact moment where you were like, "Oh crap"? When when he well, first off, he's crying to Ramsey like that, and then when it okay. switches over to him as a little kid saying that in the sky, in the sky. Okay, that really that really got to me. You did a good job hiding that one. How? Well, I, well, you might not have hit it as well as I thought. Obviously, we were doing the reaction. I wasn't feeling that at the moment. Like, I was very intrigued, but I didn't feel emotional. So, I didn't check to see if you were emotional, but maybe if I looked over, I would have been like, gotcha. You would see, yeah. It was little, because it's, I mean, that is the, the essence of Aaron. Just, I you mean, mean cadaverous child Chadron? That was the essence of Triple C, completely 
he's gone. I mean, we already knew he was gone, but he's trying to bring like his old his old self back, and he's he's just gone. He's triple C. Um, Armin snaps out of the pass, and he's on the boat with good old Annie. How? What? How? What do you mean how? How was Armin in there? I think I think Aaron brought him because we see later the only time they're ever in the paths is by Aaron. So that was almost like child Aaron reaching out to Armin. So that's just where he can control Titans and Eldians and he can just pull them as... Did he even mean to do it? That's what I'm saying. It might not have been. Because was it a mistake? he's thinking... He's so... Okay. My kind of a theory is that Aaron's not even like... He's not even with what's going on down low. He's killing everybody. But like his child self is just like, Oh, I'm out in the world. I get to see the entire world. Like... He's kind of just blocking that. He 100% now that I'm thinking he accidentally pulled Armin in there for half a second until he turned around, saw him, and then Armin was immediately back out. Yep. And it was so quick that even Armin didn't even know what was going on. God, that's crazy. Do you think he was, Armin would have seen that? Seen what? All the chaos happening down low. Because he's literally saying this is freedom. Well, if he just looked down, he would just see a bunch of children and moms and people just getting squashed. So wait, you have the coordinate being like if they just look down below their feet. Well, I'm, well, I'm thinking of him in the sky. That's what I'm thinking of. But I guess. Oh yeah, I, to me, to me, Armin never even saw the sky. Oh, he was just. I feel he like saw Armin was just realm. in the past the whole time, and I still think that it was like half a second to where he didn't even register what he was. Oh, depressing. This okay. The first first ten minutes of this is just pure, pure depression. <laughs> but we go to the best. Part I was of the very episode. wrong about an hour and a half, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I when you said that, I was like, we're gonna we have a lot to talk about. If you want, I know you you seem very tired. We can just cover. The no, first. dude, you seem tired. No, dude, I'm I'm fucking amped I'm up f- right now. We're talking about this, dude. What are you talking? We can about? record the next one tomorrow if you want. Dude, it sounds like you're trying to make me record it because no, you're tired. No, not, dude. I'll fucking stay up all night. All right, well, just read the notes, dude. If the next part was out, I'd be doing the next part. It's only twelve thirty-five a.m. Let's go watch the next part. All right, let's go watch Demon Slayer. Then they got a one o'clock show. (laughs) When does the movie come out? I bet no one knows. (laughs) (laughs) Going out on a hunt here, but no one knows. It'll just magically show up somewhere. It it is out tonight, by the way. Well, you by tonight you mean Saturday? Earth. No, it it came out tonight. We could have literally gone to the theater tonight to watch it. Oh, okay. Which if, so it's in theaters. It's in theaters. If you want to catch up within the next few days, we can go next weekend. Okay. Yeah, that's easy enough. It's a date. It's a date. <laughs> <laughs> See you there. Do you want to do you want a carpool? All I'm saying is you better find me something nice. Well, I'll get you so. Oh, dude, it's your birthday. It is my. It's birthday. your birth. Do you want to go on your birthday? No, it's a little little too much. (laughs) Well, it's a little too much, and it's a Tuesday. Matinee? Matinee on my birthday? I mean, we can get some some panda beforehand. Ooh. All right, so Armin snaps out of it. He's next to Annie, and this is where we see our boy just pull out the Rizzy Stizzy right here. Oh, my God. by Rizzy Stizzy, I mean, he doesn't really pull it out that good. He's still a little shy. He's a little emotional. Oh, but it works. It works, but I'll say this. Our boy Falco just came right out and said it. Yeah. Why can't Armin do this? But oh well, this works here. Well, he makes a move here in a second. Well, 
And I hope you have some of the notes too. I don't know if I have it all, but oh. I think he's partly thinking of her female Titan too. We know how dumped really? up she is. Yeah, think really? about it. He's a Titan. Armin, I'll, I'll, I'm not Armin. Annie was looking as cute as a piece of pie. I think that's mm-hmm. the second time I mentioned pie. I don't know what that tells people. Well, she about. was she was eating pie earlier in the season. Was she? Okay. Remember the pie? It's twelve thirty eight a.m. in. So I'm thinking about pie. That's usually what happens. It's how the yeah. blow up of 2014 happened. No, dude, this was so cute, and it's amazing how fast after all the tr- just disaster we were watching for the first ten minutes, how much I snapped out of it. It was just like grinning like a little schoolboy, just being like, "Oh." Yeah, we just saw Triple C stomping out people, and then now we're just like, oh, little cute school yeah, people. Armin and Annie were being awkward around each other on a boat, and I was like, look at these two. So, and then got mad at Annie when she was like, well, thousands of people are dying, and here we are yeah. flirting it up. Yeah, she thanks him for talking to her while she was in the rock, the little crystal rock. But Armin, you, uh, you talked to a rock, dude, somebody that was held hostage. I gotta say here, it's a little creepy no, if you think about it. No, it wasn't creepy. I mean, he could have talked to somebody that was could have talked back, but I, he did talk to other people. There weren't. The, first of all, I need Annie to realize that they were never around that many girls. Who? Just the gang. You're right. Like Hitch who was, was who there. Who was Armin gonna talk to? Hitch. Not a match. <clears throat> Not a match. True. And not Mikasa. We all know she's obviously not up Aaron's ass. Sasha, still. no. Mm-mm. I mean, Got a good there point. might have been other girls, but I don't know who they were. We never saw them in the show, so no, there weren't others. But yeah, she even says that she's like, so there were girls like not held hostage hostage to talk to, right? She says something along those lines. So this is where it <laughs> well, shit gets the, good. This is where Armin he does the move where he acts a little bit cooler than he is. Because he's like, that was never the problem. Like, there were plenty of babes to talk to. Yeah. But then he said, I wanted to see you. And that's when he starts blushing a little bit. And then she starts blushing because she sees him blushing. Yeah, well, what he needed to do to be as least creepy as possible is, like, say something back about how she used to be before she was on a rock that led him to keep coming back. Yeah. It kind of maybe seems like he fell in love with a rock a little bit. I, I told you. <laughs> it's a rock. It's a rock. <laughs> That's not a rock. She's a boulder. <laughs> SpongeBob Chronicles coming soon. Armin's going to ride that baby for miles. This shit's just so cute, man. The blushes they give each other. I mean, she even mentions that the world's being trampled in this moment. And well, there's nothing cuter than talking about the world being trampled while you're risen up your lady oh my god and she tries to like put an end to it there she's like yeah people are dying we can't be doing this right now and then armin oh this is the falco moment of it all i'll give it to your part of the episode so i'll give it to you well she mentions armin being a good person and Mm, that's why she does that that as well um and that's when she starts to leave and he grabs her hand and he says no don't go come on everyone did it not feel like armin grabbed all of our hands in that moment it did and he says, don't call me a good person. I've killed thousands and even friends, innocent people. He's a monster too, according to him. But he made a promise to explore the world with Aaron. And by God, is that not going to happen? Um, I, I just want Armin to know that by knowing that he isn't a good guy... 
that makes him a pretty good guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what makes him a good guy. <laughs> but wait, Aaron says he knows he's not a good guy. Does that make him a good guy? No, he is a bad, <laughs> a little bit different. bad guy. He said the world is different than what they both dreamed of. And I would agree, but they both have a little bit of a different reaction to it. Um, Armin's not really on a rampage right now. But Armin says, I want to believe that there must still be something beyond the walls that we don't know about. So that's like, I guess Armin's whole thing as a kid too was him reading the book, thinking humanity was was done outside the walls, Mm -hmm. and just being like, oh, I want to go explore the volcanoes, all this stuff. And then he comes to find out, no, everyone already knows about the entire world pretty much. Yeah, There's I, not. That's the difference between him, him and Aaron. Aaron almost just wanted to be away from people and like with his mm-hmm. friends and being happy for himself. And Armin was curious. He wanted right. to go explore whatever it was out there. And even with all these people, Armin would still find somewhere yes. to go explore. Mm-hmm. Then that's when we see, though, when he's saying this, we see Aaron's face looking depressed as fuck. <sighs> in his Titan, is he in the nape of his Titan, I'm guessing, or... He looks... That's horrifying. Yeah. I I can't figure out where he is. We'll talk about this a little bit in the next chapter. I don't think he's in a nape. And we used to talk about sad la- Mad Lad versus Sad Lad. Aaron versus Reiner. Oh, God. what From the mind of what brought us... Sh- sh- what is it? Chivalrous... Ch- Canaveris? <laughs> Child Chadron. <laughs> I wish that people could Wait, have is seen cadaverous. Cadaverous. That's what, what did I mean. you say? Cadaverous. Cadaverous. I wish people could see how disappointed. First of all, you got your hat on. Like your name is. I don't even know. <laughs> it's so late. Um, <laughs> the amount of disappointment that you displayed on your face as you said your own name wrong. <laughs> yeah, we like I said though, we used to have Sad Lad versus Mad Lad, Chad Lad. Aaron turned into Chad Lad. Aaron is just now the Sad Lad. I think he's taken over Reiner's spot as the Sad Lad. What do you think about that? Ah, uh, Reiner's still pretty sad. I <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to think of a. I mean, he's definitely a bad lad. He is. I'll give you that. <laughs> he is a bad lad. I'm trying to think of other things that rhyme with ad that describe the kind of lad he is because it can't be sad lad. Reiner, I mean, Reiner is sad lad. Aaron is so far past that. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to think about it. It is so sad that these two don't get to grow old together, by the way. That was just a quick note I had. They're never. best friends. They never had a chance. They never stood a chance. And as soon as Aaron got the attack titan, he was dying in 13 years anyways. Oh, you're talking about, okay. I'm talking about him and Aaron. Yeah. They couldn't have a good life. I was still shipping Armin and Annie, so I was like... that was That's another depressing thing, is that like it didn't matter. If Aaron decided to not do what he's doing right now, mm-hmm. he was still going to die in a couple years anyways and not be happy and not be with his friends. So he was like literally destined to just not be happy. Yeah. It's pretty sucky. It's not great. <laughs> so yeah, we move on to the next scene. It's now nighttime in Odeha. And I like that they showed us the doggy found some sausage. Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> he just like really like listen. We know you've really been beaten down. 
Look at this little dog. He hung around when everyone fled, and he found himself a little sausage link. You know what's sad, though? Don't say it. He's going to turn into a piece of smushed no, sausage dude. here in a second. <laughs> He's Oof. pretty fast. He's smaller. He might avoid him. What about the burning and the fires? He got on the boat. He got on the boat. Oh, he got on the boat. He got, he got on, on the boat. boat. Good job. God, good call by you, Ronnie. Thank you. We're just going to call them the Scouts. I don't care that Ryan, Peek and Reiner are here and they're technically not a part of the Scouts. We're calling them the Scouts. Okay. Even Anya Capone, he's a part of it now. You know, we're at where the flying boat's being maintained. And they decide, this was just a quick thing here, to put explosives on it. I don't know exactly what explosives they put. But. It, it, no, it's weird. It, they, When they got there, explosives were wrapped around the ship. Oh, and that, I don't know if that was some yes. sort of defense mechanism or that was that was literally the explosives that Daz and Samuel were trying to blow up the ship with. They stayed. Remember, they had the device to blow it up. Uh, okay. So and they then they took it. Okay. Remember, they were trying to refuse it back together. Yes. When all that happened. Okay, that makes sense. So then they cut the explosives off, put them on, put them. Someone says like, "Well, you know, we're going to <laughs> we're going to fight a." genocidal Galapagos, yeah. we might be able to use some of those. Yeah, when you fight a Galapagos, you got to bring some explosives. And I wonder, too, if, like, this port area, we already know that, like, they've traded with Hizuru and stuff. Did they have spears here for them to take? I guess that's where the spears came from? The Thunder Spears? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Or... I, Maybe or the, they were on that huge, like, battleship thing. I don't oh, know. yeah, yeah. They had that ship, too. So, either way, they, they have at least a few spears and... Some ODM gear. I don't know if they have any extra gas. Dude, this fight, that's what sucks, man. Besides, like, the Titans that can hold on to the, the bones and everything. Like, they don't have a lot all of gas. All true, but I will say, like, of all the soldiers we've seen the past season, I, there's now, like, six people. So right. all the resources. <laughs> there's not too many people for all the that's resources true. to go a pretty long way. They can use all of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We cut back to a young Falco who is losing his oh. mind crying. He's crying harder right now than when his brother got fucking incinerated by himself earlier this season um, when he found that out. And it's because his family's about to get stomped out. He knows, or they already have they been. They probably already have. Probably already have been or about to, according to the information he was just told. Gabby told him that he also looks very much like a chicken when he tightened out, which has got to be <laughs> yeah. a big blow. That's got to be rough yeah. for you. You don't want to look seem chickeny. You, you, you I mean, out. that's got to be one of the first questions when you come out of tight. You're like, what, was it cool? Was it pretty cool? And they're like, eh. Especially in front of your crush. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, it looks, you looked a little bit like Foghorn Leghorn. No. And our entire hometown's being right. stumped. What? <laughs> he mentions Magath too, though. Yes. Let's go, boy Falco. And because of, anytime someone mentions Magath, Keith Keith is automatically there. I automatically mention him because he didn't need the credit. He strolled up. He saw everyone leaving. He could have ran up and been like, "You guys go. I'll stay back." But no, he's too modest, too humble for that. Mm-hmm. So he let him go, and then he walked up on Theo and was like, "Yo, man, I'm here to help." There's nothing they can do, though. He he realizes the situation is screwed. So meanwhile, Mikasa is trying to get Annie to train with the new ODM gear. I didn't even think about this. Like all the new shit, her and Reiner. 
obviously haven't used it. They at least need to do a test run. But she tells Mikasa she's staying behind. Don't worry about it. I would have still taken the gear, though, if I'm staying behind. That gives you something to do, right? Right, Fly but maybe around. when she said she's... Did she know when she said that she was staying behind that she was getting on the boat with Azuma Bito? Because if you know you're getting on a boat, then maybe you're like, well, there's not real need for ODM gear. No, I'm saying like just for fun. Like You're going to be bored if you don't have anything to do. Well, you, you but you still can't use it if you're on a boat. You can kind of use it. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's just like launching herself outside of the boat's parameters just to zoom back in yeah. there's just like 27 holes in the boat where she keeps coming back and forth but yeah she says they were persecuted by the same people they are trying to save so what's the point which she's got a good point here they were literally in internment zones by the same people they're going out to save I wouldn't want to no but it's also just like it's not that you're trying to save those people. It's that you're trying to save, I don't know, humankind. It's a good point. It's That's not a, a point. case of like, oh, I can either save those people putting my own life in danger or I can just go over here and live out the rest of my days. No, they're just going to keep walking the earth until they stop right. everything. And it helps that the scouts literally went to Marley and got to see a bunch of innocent people and literally the refugee camp. Yeah. They got to have fun and like hang out with them. And then it's just like, Oh, well, Aaron's killing those people too. Mm -hmm. He's not just killing the bad guys. She says, what's the point? And then she starts staring at Armin though, from about 50 yards away. (laughs) So far away. So far. Uh, And somehow they, uh she sees the blush and Mikasa goes, Oh, she does the anime. Yeah. For someone who has spent the last 80 plus episodes trying to figure out her emotions, she got to the bottom of Annie and Armin in like 2.5 seconds. It was like, Oh wow. Really? You two? (laughs) She catches on to their young murderous love. Mikasa is the queen of the blush. Oh yeah. And then she says they're still heading for Aaron either way. So is Armin. So, Annie asks again, though, can you kill Aaron? And she says, I can't kill him, but I'll bring him back. She still can't. I mean, at this point, you you have to, right? What? You have to kill him. Oh, yes. There's no bringing back. Even before what he says later on in the paths, I think you got to kill him. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, you definitely have to kill him. And does she still have the scarf? Yes, she she does, does. Slay Queen. She has still got that on her. Where do you think she's keeping it? Up in the coochie. Dude. Where else is it? Not, no. Nah, she's probably got it stuffed like in her bra. No. Then where else are you keeping the scarf, Ronnie? You don't think that she's got a bag somewhere, dude? Yeah, let me, she's got a Kroger bag that's not blown away. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about one of those plastic ones that can be caught up in the wind, but like reusable bags. Reduce, reuse, Dude, and recycle. When have you ever seen Mikasa with a bag? A bag of sticks in episode one. When have maybe. you ever seen her padding her breastuses? Oh, they they look padded. They've gotten bigger since season one. Yeah, you mean when she was 12? That's not that hot of a take, Chad. So Levi starts going down the stairs. He's getting up. He's done with this shit. He's going after the bearded bitch, Yelena. Who, uh, but, okay, yes, but I do, well, 
It might not happen yet. Go ahead. Don't get ahead of yourself. Sorry. He's going after the bearded bitch, Yelena, about where Aaron will be headed to next. It's not important at all, especially when it's 1 a.m. and we're an hour into this, but there was the creepy crawlies. Did you see the creepy <laughs> I did. <laughs> what was up with that? Is that just because it kind of looked like Aaron's Titan? I don't know, but That's it was just I like a bunch of, of insects crawling around, and, and then all of a sudden we flash back to Yelena. Yeah. Maybe because she's like a, she's a insect. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we fl- then flashback, though, to Yelena talking to Mad Lad Aaron. This is like first declaration of genocide Aaron here. Um, she's explaining to him on a map about the port, all that situation. Of course, Flock is there. You know, he's the fucking right-hand man. What do you call him? He's just hiding in the shadows. What do you call that? Like the number one... Like, remember Thanos had that, side like... Sidearm. Sidearm. Thanos had that one dude um, that could, like, fucking use levitation or whatever. Wow. Chad using a Marvel reference. It's usually the other way around, you dork. What are you doing? Every time I try and do a superhero reference, you're like, oh, okay, Roddy. <laughs> well, that's because I only know Thanos. I don't know the guy with the shield and the star on it. She's basically saying, you take out the fleet, it's going to bankrupt them. You're gonna the island will be safe for decades, but that's not enough for Aaron. Okay, no. he no. wants the island to be safe for centuries, not decades. He's like, you have a second option. She's like, well, yeah, there is this fort that has a bunch right. of weapons. That if you took that out, then yeah, you're good for ever. You're yeah. good for ever. It's gonna take them it's, so long to rebuild these weapons. An airship research center. So basically, yeah, all of the airships, pretty much all of them. And when he heard the second option, he still he went. Not good enough. Yeah, he looks scary here. Too. He's like he, he goes. He goes like this. He goes. Uh, are people still alive in option two? And she said, "Well, yeah. You're just destroying weapons in an airship." He goes, "Not good enough." Yeah. Are people still alive in option? <laughs> More death. How I love too how he just looks so fucking angry in this flashback. It's like he's he's so mad at himself that he has to team up with this chick. Yeah, if I had, if Yelena had a sidearm, or a sidekick, I don't know why I'm saying sidearm, that's not right at all. She does, Anya Capone. Um, okay, well, if I'm Anya Capone in that moment, I leave that room going, Yelena, I don't, I don't think he really seemed that intrigued by either one of those options. (laughs) We should probably be concerned that he's writing his own little third option. Did you see his face? It looked pretty intense. I was watching him direct, and when you said the thing about Fort Salva, he just rolled his eyes. Yeah, he was literally doing the finger, like, foot stomps on the map, like he was taking out the entire map. He was map. playing with a tech deck, like... <laughs> <laughs> he just whispered in Flock's ear last episode that he was going to take out the entire world. All right, where are we at right now? Yeah, Yelena, we go back to present time. She's preaching the bullshit about the euthanization plan, which in hindsight now, it does seem like a better plan a little bit. Yeah. It still sucks. It sucks. It's not a great, I mean, it's not. But it's definitely better than what's happening. It doesn't feel perfect. I mean, honestly, of all the plans, it seemed like those two that Yelena had were pretty good. It's crazy that she seems like the sane one now. Yeah. She now, does. but I mean, she was the sane one then, but then she's still, I mean, she's ride or die for Zeke. She's going to ride with him till the very end. 
Mm-hmm. You think they ever did it? No. No sex? Nope. That sucks, man. I think he, I think they did. My headcanon is Zeke is not a virgin. I don't I don't like the option of him being a virgin. I never said that. I just don't think he touched her. Then who did he touch? You don't. Oh, there wasn't other women over at Marley. I think as crazy as she was for him, you know she wanted to just get all in that. Those but mo- exactly, that exactly. And what do people want? What they can't have. If she's so up in his face like that, he's gonna be like. Nah. Maybe maybe he get let her give like a you know how you slowly trickle in like oh here's a smooch and then she's like oh I want more trickle in no I go all out brother and pretty <laughs> wow. quick too I trickle in and out always yeah Hanji isn't having it though Hanji hears this and of course she shoulders it all herself she didn't have it but she does say yeah the euthanization plan pretty good. She does say that. From what's happening right now, she's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good, which it does. But she does say, though, all the problems that are happening are from me. She's the commander, so she knows she's got to take the blame. Any Look, that's what a leader does, right? You're right. If a leader doesn't do that, what are they? A fake leader. Not a leader. There you go. <laughs> wow. I really took a shot in the dark with that one. So we go to our mechanic crew. I fucking love these guys, dude. <laughs> dude, these guys are the biggest glow up of anyone from part two to part three. Dude, they, yeah. Uh, what were their names again? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was named Ralph Macchio. Uh, Ralph Macchio was the other one? Uh, what, you talking about the one with the glasses? Yeah. Uh, that was Carl. That's right. Yeah, that's actually what I've got here. Ralph Macchio and Carl. <laughs> okay, Ralph Macchio and Carl. You know, they're talking to Anya Capone. They're hard at work, you know. They're getting this airship ready, and this, they are. They're hard at work. I love these dudes. They're getting this airship ready to rumble. I, getting, I do feel I gotta apologize to him because I felt like I felt like I was being a pretty big dick to him before about like the preview. <laughs> I felt like they were being pretty needy, you know, back in part two near the end. It turns out you could just give these guys some tools and a little time in the ship, they could provide results. We then see Peak telling uh, Ass and Machitos to keep the two kids on the boat while they leave. I was kind of confused when I first saw this. I I was um, on it right away. Okay, about the I think I was confused just about the boat. I missed the oh, boat okay, part. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, wait, they're they're getting left behind? Are they going to get killed? But then it all it clicked in a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, I I learned very early that the theory of the uh, the easiest way to explain out of anything as far as anyone who's around this area not on the plane was just to say the ship. Right. That you okay. forgot about. You were like, what happened to the mechanics? I was like, oh, the ship. The mechanics, the ship, the dog, the, the ship. Oh, the ship, the ship, yeah. The dog and the sausage, yeah. Everyone made it on the ship. Additional rations, the ship. Additional weapon. It's on the ship, guys. Don't worry. We just got to find the ship mm-hmm. and we got everything that we need. So Peak, she says that she's determined to fulfill her duties as a warrior because she owes it to her fallen comrades. I think she's a lot of that's towards like Galliard. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's to all of them, but especially Galliard. I think her and Galliard were pretty pretty tight. Yeah. And Peak, she didn't get much time here. Like she she had a few lines and everything, but she didn't get a lot of screen time. She, she didn't, but I think that's about right. Yeah, I mean, it's Peak, you know. What is not much mean? there? Whoa. No, she's lovely. It's just no, story. She's, that's what I'm saying. Story she's, wise, for I mean, she's, story, yeah. She's the cart titan. I mean, what is she? What is she gonna do? 
Well, she's going to card up. We see her card up later. I Get mean, that dumpy out, man. It's just absolutely hilarious that people... Getting ahead of myself. People are stuck on a plateau. They see a cart titan on top of a genocidal Galapagos and they're like, Yes! <laughs> We're saved! It's the cart titan! Yes! They're like... They've all got binoculars, like, trying to look. The yeah, they got binoculars. They're like, yep, she's got provisions in that wagon. <laughs> I could spot my peak's ass from a mile away. How far away were they, do you think, right there? You were talking about getting ahead of ourselves at the end? Yeah. Mm, I guess he, his Titan's so big, it doesn't matter how far away they were. I feel like pretty far, though. Yeah. I would hope pretty far because if they're just like 200 yards away and you see the cart titan taking up one spike on his back, you're not like, oh, it's the cart titan, yes. Anya Capone tells Hanji that it'll be about an hour before this thing is ready. So the crew is almost ready. You know, Hanji's telling everybody, get your gear tested, make sure everything's working. Levi uses with his two fingers. It's not funny, Ronnie. You're laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> I was laughing. So never mind. What? I was hoping. I was hoping you were gonna say "ready" for the fourth time. <laughs> See, Levi uses two fingers to get ready and squeeze his <laughs> squeeze his gear, which was pretty. I don't know why it was funny. No, this you were the one that laughed. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Dude. I didn't laugh at all. Because he's trying. He, he's only got like his ring finger and what? Yeah, not funny. What else? His pinky? I've, those are the two weakest fingers. I, that's what I'm saying. It's just funny that he's trying to get ready with his ring finger and do that. I didn't laugh. It's sad, though. I mean, it's sad. He's only got a couple fingers left. Can't be both. Poor guy. How's he going to sip his tea in that weird fashion that he always does with only two fingers? So Reiner tells Annie that he's... He's felt guilty this entire time. He's been wanting to tell her this about leaving her and Bertolt. Mm-hmm. And she says she wanted to kill him for it multiple times. She had to stop herself. And then he said, I'm glad you didn't. And we're not buying that. I'm sure he wished that he she would have killed him. But they finally hug it out. This was I thought this was a fucking awesome moment. I thought it was awesome because it's the one he looks so huge next to her. Well, she is short. She's pretty short. And I don't know if I realized how short she was until really this episode next to Reiner. But it was just like, it it felt like Big Brother Reiner. It did. It felt like the old Reiner. season one vibes where it's just, he's more mature than everyone. He's helping everyone out. And she's finally forgave him. You could tell, I mean, she's never forgiven him for that. Always been like so stuck up Mm -hmm. to him. She forgave him. Um, all of our crew, they're getting ready to confront Aaron. They all admit, you know, they're talking to each other. Annie just needs to rest. We don't need her. We totally, we've, look, we've got this, okay? It's just Aaron and a million colossal titans. This should be pretty easy. What's one more person on our side, you know? But Armin, of course, he's going to miss her. I mean, they just had a moment. They should have smooched. Don't know why they didn't smooch, but. We need more smooching in Attack on Titan. Come on. Right. How many smooches have we gotten? I mean, give me a smooch count, dude. I'm looking at the smooch count right here. I keep a whiteboard right next to the table. I got less than five smooches. Less than five. Okay, I think you're right on that. Yeah, dude. 
You can count with Levi's. I can count. Dude, you can literally count with Levi's hand right now how many smooches we've had in Attack on Titan, and that's two, because he's only got two fingers. Too few smooches, and for my liking. Yep. So we get a Hanji and Peak scene right here. She asks the warriors if they'll tag along. Which I'm like, what are they gonna do at this point? So funny, yeah, yeah. A bit courtesy. I like, I yeah. like it, Hanji. Peak admits that Hanji was right that they need to work together because Commander Magath. Sorry, it's General now. He left. He literally did this for them. Like, if they don't keep moving forward, then it would be for nothing what he did. And that's when Hanji starts getting all cute and turning into old Hanji, saying, I'd love to ride the cart titan sometime and getting all giddy. And So far, so good. So far, so good. Peak ain't having none of it. Nope, but you, Peak's not having part of it because Hanji went and chatted it all up, which is, means making it really weird. It makes it really weird. She gets very giddy and excited, okay? That's the and girl Hanji I know. she says... I would love to get on the back of that cart tide and feel the heat and peak. He goes, all right. <laughs> he goes, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in peak's titan form, but I am in her normal form. Levi says, I see your love of titans is still unrequited. How do you say that word? Requited? Unrequited. I've never heard that word before. I don't, and that might be what it is. I don't know. And then he calls her Four Eyes. We haven't heard him call her Four Eyes in so long, since she lost her eye, I think. Well, that would be an acceptable time to stop calling her that. Right, He, but he hasn't <laughs> He hasn't done it since then, yeah, because yeah. he probably felt bad, but now he's at the point where he's like, fuck it, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, we haven't seen, it's been a while, I feel like, since we've seen Crazy Hanji going crazy for Titans. So it was probably That is true, like, yeah. We're getting Big Brother Reiner. She's doing that. It's reminding Levi of old Hanji. And then that's when she starts getting serious and says, Tell me, Levi, do you think they are watching? Would our fallen comrades be proud of us? As he just completely dismisses this because he says, You're starting to sound a lot like him, which we all know, the goat Irwin. And it was exactly something Erwin would have said. And this is also such another good part of the episode is because, yes, they're all fighting basically for one cause, but they all kind of have their own reasons. Like, Peek and them are fighting because Magath went out and basically gave them the opportunity. Levi and Hanji, like, they are special because they were together for so long. They're the only ones that are basically fighting for the old school because oh, all the old school they died as soon as the other ones became scout regiments so it didn't feel like they were ingrained really in right. that part of the scouts they're like their own scout thing did they're the last two left of that entire old school class mm-hmm. our crew they start the fueling process we've got the mechanics on you capone they're getting it all fired up and we see a, a just a a person in the background walk on walk on over and it's none other then Flockery Forest, Freedom Founder, Future Flock Forester. I didn't even say that in the proper order. It doesn't matter. Just put all the Fs in his name. That's what he is. He comes out of nowhere. He is fucking exhausted. This man, this is my head cannon right here. He didn't even grab onto the boat. He swam. <laughs> he was swimming this as fast as the swam. Colossal Titans. This guy wanted freedom so bad for his island that he fucking breaststroked all the way to this land he's here now and he's so tired that his pistol shot was awful he missed i don't even think he even knew that there was no no no. 
This is Flock future founder Flores, Forrester. He did exactly what... If he had enough energy to muster it up, and Anya Capone was feeling sassy, and he went, ha missed me. Flock would have went like this. Flock would have done this. Soaking wet, because for whatever reason, he was holding on to a boat for however long and survived. He would have went, or did I? <laughs> <laughs> or, or option two that he would have went with, wasn't aiming for you. Yeah. Yeah, Anya Capone, you should have gone for the head. <laughs> what? Dude, will you chill out over there? <laughs> so, so you think he purposely did that? Because no, no. The his, shots shots, his shots were all over the place. They were all over the place. He was, was exhausted. Such a happy accident. Dude, they did so good of showing how exhausted he was, if that makes any sense at all. It was like, I knew as soon as I saw him. Well, I think they did such a good job of showing how exhausted he was because it's complete and utter unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I know you're not a Flock fan. He fell. Keep in mind what Flock went through. He fought. He was fighting on like the docks forever. Then he fell 50 feet in the air, smacked the water, where I also believe there was like, like a thunder spear sent down in his general direction, where a boat then exploded. I'm pretty. I think I have all this right. And then somehow he mustered up the strength to hold on to a battleship. Well, you're missing you're missing what I said, though. What if he swam? <laughs> he could have swam. Also, I do kind of hate this, though, because he's the reason that what is about to ensue happens. Well, so. And also, the other point is, like, if they were on the island of Paradise, like, how can you... Do you think that you can sail from Paradise to another location in like under an hour? You think it's that yeah. close? Yeah, th- they did say that it was like really close. Like when the when uh like there wasn't a lot of separation from their island to yeah. the continent. I do okay. know that. Yeah, yeah. So if he just had yeah, if he just had to hold on to a boat for twenty minutes, that would no about an hour. Okay. He, either, he either swam for fifteen hours mm-hmm. or he, or he held on to the boat for an hour. I want someone should animate that. What if just you, that? You just, know what is cool though? What if he did just like use his grapple? He still had ODM gear, just like had, had his grapple on the boat and was just getting dragged. Okay, but how does he breathe? What do you mean breathe? What he wasn't on an inflatable tube back there? What was he just skidding on the wa- top yeah. of the water? Yeah, it's flock. <laughs> Yeah, this is fucking annoying, though, because it's the only reason that you know what happens. He ended up hitting the fuel line. Okay, They thought that he just missed a bunch of his shots. He hit the fuel line, and in the process of that, Mikasa sends a grapple that hits him directly in the fucking Adam's no, the, apple. Okay, that's the other hilarious thing that we have to mention. He did not hit the fuel line. What they he I think he hit the, the, fuel, the fuel tank. Fuel, that's what I meant. Sorry, fuel tank. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> there were at least two holes that they had to cover up. Dude, imagine if he just didn't. Okay, he got lucky that he hit that. Imagine that you rode on a boat for an hour, getting dragged by it to try and stop these people, and that those are the shots that you put up. Like, imagine <laughs> if it just didn't hit the fuel tank at all. <laughs> he did that. For he did all that for nothing. Um, but yeah, he hit the fuel tank multiple times, but gets that grapple to the neck was sick. I mean, just straight to the neck. That's my girl, Mikasa. 
Yeah, out of all people to kill him, it had to be her. Flock says, don't do it, please. Everyone on the island will be killed. Our devils. This is where uh, you hate Flock. You're so, I mean, oh my god. What are, It's genocide, Chad. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. After, you're missing after, the no. point. After he literally this, no. fought all of that to save the people on his island. No. If no, they no, no, stopped no. these people, they would I, go and kill him. I am tired of that excuse. At this point, they could stop and no one would fuck with that island one iota. They've done exactly what Armin initially said, which is just show if a small portion of the rumbling and people would go, oh, let's not do that again. See, that's where I disagree with you. I think they've gone so far that it's like, oh, you just literally killed all of those people. We got to come and attack you again. It's it, either it's either you go all the way. Or no, no, it would be that would be the dumbest thing. It would take someone so stupid to be like, all right, you know, what? we saw all those Titans. They retreated. Thank you, God. We're going back after them. Load back up. We're going after them. Dude, think about Paradise, man. The walls are gone. So weird to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think, I honestly, as crazy as it is, I think this is cool in Flock's character that he <laughs> cared that much about his island to fucking go through with that. Um, Hanji says, you are right. Talking about if they stop him, the island will probably get attacked. But maybe one day it won't all be hopeless. So she's still got hope. You you got to. Yeah, she still has hope. But of course my girl Hanji would. Of course she would. I mean, if you don't have hope, you're just Annieing. Mm-hmm. And then we see we go back to the boat. We see that Annie has locked Falco and Gabby in the cabin. They they're not going anywhere. If they tried to, Annie would whoop their ass. I wanted to see Annie do like a little like drop kick or something, some MMA to stop on them. children. Yeah, like if they tried to come out. You wanted her to drop kick children whose whole family just got stampeded on? Okay. When you put it like that, it doesn't sound as good. <laughs> but Falco's a titan. He can regenerate. What is up with you, Flock? Okay, dude. You See, you've got such a strong bias to Flock that you can't even find like the, the good points in him. You see what I mean by that? No, I don't. The Flock squawk? All of a sudden, though... The ground starts shaking. The rumbling is here. Such a good audio cue. Mm -hmm. Just the rumbling in the background. And that's when Armin says he's going to stay behind because he'll slow him down. He's the only one that can. He's a fucking colossal titan. But no, Reiner says, you can't do that. You're the trump card to Aaron, which he is. Like The only person that could do anything is a nuke. Mm -hmm. Armin with a nuke. So yeah, Reiner says he's going to do it. That's when Hanji steps in, being the commander that she is, and says, I'm taking the responsibility as the commander. I will stop him. We need you all to go. We can't use any more Titans. Which she's got a good point. She's like, we can't. We need all the power we can to stop Aaron. But I don't, yeah. And then the best part of the episode comes. She says, Armin Arlert, I hereby designate you as the 15th commander of the Scout Regiment. So good. Armin fucking Arler, dude. Could you imagine, after episode five, when Aaron gets eaten, and the way that Armin just sat there like a little bitch. And it just made it so great, like she, it wasn't on anyone else's radar. Like, 
I don't think anyone else has ever even thought of like who's who would be next in line. Yeah, you're right. No one's even, there's no way they've thought about that. Armin definitely hasn't and the fact that she didn't even like she well she has. No one else had to think about it. She was immediately just like Armin, you're up. There's no one more suitable than you. I leave everyone in your hands. So and That's I could a, also be wrong. Maybe everyone else except for Armin has thought like, oh yeah, <clears throat> like it should be Armin. Who who would it be if it wasn't Armin? It's got to be Jean, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, but it is funny like how it's just funny how Levi, like you said, is one of the oldest group, but no one would ever even think like, oh, it'd be Levi. And then yeah, that's when she says Levi is your underling, so put him to work. And she, which goes, is also would. <laughs> How much is Levi listening to Armin? <laughs> I mean, he for, w- I but, think he but, would. But not, because for, not for actual... Yeah. I think he would literally just for respect to Hanji. Yes. If Armin made him do like busy work that Hanji's like inferring that Armin's going to have him do. <sighs> yeah, Armin's just like, clean, clean the flying boat before we leave. <laughs> That's cleaning. Levi loves that. That's true, yeah. He'd be like, oh, go grab my mop. And then she just says, well, I guess that's it. See ya. In like a giddy, funny way. Of course she has to go out like that. Then she walks up to Levi, though. He calls her four eyes again, bringing back the good old memories. I think that he's doing this now because he knows. He's like, oh, it's over. And she says, you understand, Levi, my turn's come at last. I'm giddy thinking about my supremely cool exit. As she she is giddy, but you can tell she's scared shitless at the same time. Mm-hmm. They did a good job on that, and that's just that's an epic line, it's absolutely epic line. And then Levi puts his hand to her heart and says Shinzo Sasageo, as she laughs and says, "That's the first time I've heard you say that," and flies off. And I thought about it then, because I was like, "Wait a minute, is that the first time he said that?" It totally is. He has not once even come close to doing that. I feel Which, like. I mean, that's amazing. Like, I, w- I feel like if you had asked me before if he'd ever say that, I would be like, yeah, I'm sure he said it at some point. But when she says that, you're like, wait a second. No, he hasn't. And it's also just, oh, it's such a, it's mm. such a good, perfect goodbye from Levi. Like, what else would you possibly be expecting? Like, he's not gonna... God, they're just... Isayama's in his fucking bag right like here, deep, dude. Like, deep down, I want to see, like, one tear from Levi, but he just never, he would never give it. No. Has he given a tear? No. When, when he... Erwin died, he was so close. He was so close, but he didn't. Ugh. So. Beautiful. And then, dude. That's when she flies away. She laughs at it, says that, flies away. And says, Titans are truly marvelous as she's staring at like these enormous creatures. And what it could only, it's the only way Kanji could go out is saying something like this and looking at Titans. And when the music hits. Dude, season one, this track, I think it's like Bazaluku or something is the name of it. Send it to me, I need it. I will. It's an amazing track. It's definitely off season one. It brought back all the memories. And my God, dude, this is where all the feels start coming. Because you know it's over here. Yeah, I mean, you know it, but taking out Colossal Titan is so much easier than I thought. Like, she actually was able to make a difference, which was good. Well, yeah, she took out probably, like, 
realistically five, but she made a bunch of them trip. The domino effect. Yeah. Um, animation, incre- like, I got chills both times we watched it when she zooms right past the Titan's eyes and it, like, slows down and then she shoots back down. Yeah. Oh. Dude, yeah, this is the standout animation right here, for sure. Just absolutely fucking gorgeous. And then the tank finally gets fueled. How many? How much time do you think she spared him? Well, the tank doesn't get full, fueled. Or Half fueled. Yeah. Did you say fueled? Yeah. Okay. Tank. You're not wrong, but it's just funny because fueled and full. <laughs> That's what I meant, fueled. The tank gets half fueled. <laughs> Did you see where I got mixed up? Yeah. And uh, they're saying, hurry, we need to get the fuck out of Dude, here. Dude, the mechanics have such a the good... mechanics. They've got their finger on the pulse. They, I mean, welding in that position, in those extreme conditions... They deserve a race. They're acting like it's not the first time they've been fueling up a plane in the middle of a rumbling, is what I'm like. Uh, yeah. Asimachitos better give them a proper raise when they Ralph get on that Macchio boat. Ralph Macchio was on, like, keeping an eye out, and he's like, all right, three, two, that's it, wrap it up, yeah. wrap it's it like, up. Carl, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Put a lid on the gas tank, weld that part up, let's get on the boat, we gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. But this is Hanji's final stand. She knows they need more time, and she's given them the time. It may have only been a few minutes, but it was just enough for them to get that boat into the fucking air. And she cuts up another one, starts catching on fire. God, this is so brutal. Her cape is catching on fire, and she keeps going. She keeps moving forward. She keeps slicing them up until she is just absolutely arm and ar alert, burnt to a crisp. And just, just absolutely fried. And one of those where, like, she—I don't even want to say this, but I feel like I have to. Where she like died in the air, and then just her lifeless corpse is falling down right to the ground. She almost like exploded. It was like that, and well, I didn't want to say you didn't have to say that. A ball of flames just ensued, a sea of flame gulfs, and we get flock. We see him out in the hangar. Well, we haven't seen the last of him, I don't think. We see him out in the hangar. He could he could swim. <laughs> he could hang onto the boat. The boat was taken off. He could have or for the, the pe- plane. For the for the people who didn't want <laughs> <laughs> For the people who didn't watch the end credits, it zooms in on the rubble of the, and you just see a hand <laughs> slowly rise. <laughs> but yeah. Flock may or may not have died. We would, we'll find out. I'm sure later on. The flying boat takes off. Everyone is crying on the boat, except for Levi. And I mean, maybe not Peek and Reiner, but our crew is bawling their fucking eyes out. How could you not? And I, I loved how it showed. It put a lot of emphasis on Jean's face, mm-hmm. and he was crying very hard. And then that's when we see. That Hanji is laying in a Titan footprint, but she's not. There's no flames. We see she's, a, she's right, beautiful. She's she, beautiful. She looks beautiful. We get and a I'll, bright blue sky. And I'm gonna say it. It's not just cause the glasses. Thank you, thank you, Ronnie. You're on my side. My girl Hanji. The sky is clear blue, and we get a voice that says, "Hanji, you fulfilled your role." The flying boat took off. 
as we then get a look to see that it's none other than fucking Erwin Smith, Moblet, Mike, Nanaba, Sasha, and the one and only Keith, 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 Keith. He is too fucking cool for school to even look at the camera. He knows that the bright lights are on him. What does he do? He looks away. He shows that. He's keeping watch. He's, he's keeping watch. He's making sure no one's <laughs> sneaking up on him. Yeah. That bright, tan, bald head of his is keeping watch. He is too cool for school right here. I loved this scene of Keith. God, I would spot that bald head in a crowd you anywhere. Did. And Ronnie, we missed the only reaction. Okay, we were too caught up in the moment. I probably had water in my eyes yeah. where I could not see it. It might, yeah, it might have been because we had an obstruction in our eyelids that were causing right. us to not be able to see. Yeah. The lights were very bright. You laughed at me, which is very rude of you. I couldn't even look over at you in this moment. No, I was laughing at both of us, dude. You were laughing at we, not me. <laughs> but yeah, we then get some more people in the background. I think it was Ian from season one, if anybody remembers him. Um, the, the dude with the bandana and the horse. Yeah, the bandana horse. He was definitely fucking that horse, but I can't remember what that guy's name was. The horse kept chewing on people's ne- hair. Oh, it, was so, it started with an N. It's like Ness. Is it Ness? It was Ness. Good job, Ronnie. 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 What was the horse's name? Maybe uh, the horse's name was Ness. Carrot Bits? I don't know. Yeah, the horse was the one that kept biting people in the head. But yeah. Um, and then somebody else in the background. Help us out if y'all know the other names. I, we were kind of upset because it showed some people. and We were like, oh, this person would have been better. This person would have been better. It eventually zooms out and just everyone is there. But we were obviously doing pauses after we saw like Keith and Sasha and there were just some like really obscure. We were like, right. oh, why would they do that one instead of no Pixis? I was, yeah, no Pixis. That one was a shocker. Um, Zachary, Nile. Zachary wasn't eating shit through a tunnel. A I mean, oh, I guess they were showing. Were they showing scouts? Well, no, because Keith's not a scout. That is true. Yeah, or he was though. He was the okay. commander at one point. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they um, were just showing scouts. No, but there was someone else I thought that there wasn't a scout. Maybe? Maybe not. Okay. And then she tells her when she said, I really had my hands full after being named commander. And then Erwin just talks to her and says, you can tell us all about it. Oh. God, that is where it really, when I really see hit. You again. <laughs> so you know what that calls for. Oh, of course. Patent pending. God, when is that patent coming through? Moment of silence. Moment of silence for our girl Hanji Zoe. And not only that, the falling comrades Don't. before her. Oh, God. I thought you were getting ready to fucking lump Flock Forrester in here. And I would have been, talk- I would have been talking of a storm. Listen, I like Flock more than you, but I would never give him a moment of silence. Okay, I'm just making sure. I thought you were going to try and sneak it in there. He's still alive. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we got to confirm his death before. Yeah. All right, let's uh, start it in three, two, two one. one. It is so late. Oh my god, I know. Are you ready to do a second one? No. What? I knew that you were the weak one of us. Sinner. There we go. Beautiful. And I don't have any more tears to shed. I've already shedded all the tears. The first I, two watches. I, I, seriously. Anyone who hasn't taken up a, taken us up on our offer before, go to the YouTube, subscribe, watch Ronnie and Chad cry. 
Or watch Chad cry. I don't know if you did. I couldn't look at you, Ronnie. You laughed at me, and I thought that was rude of you, but it's fine. I didn't. You're so. <laughs> quit being so insecure, dude. I I'm, laughed, I'm very insecure. I laughed at both of us because I really. Like, they got us. They freaking yeah, got they us. They did. I, thought I, didn't, you were, I didn't want to cry in front of my friend, Ronnie. I was hard, having a hard time with you because what I had is I had the leaky eye where it got it got caught right on the bottom eyelid. And I was trying to wipe it off, but there was still moisture. And I felt like I couldn't get the moisture off. So I, I wiped my eyes like eight times. I would have thought it was your allergies. That's I was, what I would have I was trying you. to be discreet. Yeah. By being discreet, I just... Dude, and you hugged me at one point during that. And but, but no, no, no. I, I hugged couldn't you. even look at you. I hugged you. Well, that you you were already listen we, we were discussing this you were already feeling it from the moment that Hanji started talking it was just a five minutes of me preparing myself for the moment so I didn't really start tearing up when she was just dying so when she died I gave you a hug and you did not return it in any respectful way at all <laughs> because you were trying you were trying to evade my eyesight with your tears <laughs> But as soon as I saw Erwin and heard his voice, it was like the show came up and slapped me in the face. And then all of a sudden, uh, my eyes were watering. Mm-hmm. Those sneaky little snakes. Oh, dude. So fucking well done. The whole moment with Levi, the way she goes out, it could not have been any better. It really couldn't. It was amazing. And she did exactly what Erwin did. This this is what kind of scares me with Armin. Are all the commanders just going to go kamikaze like that? Hope not. It's not a good track record. <laughs> not a, no. Keith, well Keith, well think about Keith. Yeah, he he Ex- was just he was just delayed a little bit, but he did it. My god. What Armin, an episode. Armin don't do it. What an episode of I mean, we gave it every bit that we had. About an hour and 40 minutes in. And we still got chapter two. So we'll be talking with you here very soon, I'm sure. Do us a favor and just go support us however you'd like. Today's been very emotional. It's, <laughs> yes. it's 1.30 a.m. Yeah, just do whatever. Just, it doesn't even matter if, if, if the support is literally giving us a like on anything. We'd really appreciate it. Giving us just, a thumbs up emoji. Yeah, anything. It all makes it makes us feel good. Yeah. God, I don't know how to end it. I feel like this is the first podcast we've you know, ever done. No, I know how to end it. Tell me. Shinzo Sasageo. Shinzo Sasageo. We're to you, Hans. We're ready to fight next go round. I'll meet you in the afterlife, babe. We'll talk with you soon. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.